just getting drunk so quickly and I would go downhill. I wasn't like my fun drunk self. Usually when I'm drunk, I'm like fucking loose cannon, like out of control, like in a fun way. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I am your host, Monica Yates, the period whisperer, a trauma healer and an embodiment coach for both men and women. Well, obviously periods just for women. I am a double Sagittarius, a rising Gemini, an Enneagram 8 and a generator. I know it's a lot. I'm here for it. I help women to get into their magnetic as fuck feminine energy and for men to feel ecstasy and intimacy. In these episodes, I love to talk about things that people are thinking but too afraid to say, as well as educating you on everything that I know in this brain, body, and soul of mine. You can find all the ways to work with me on my website. And with that, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, friends. Well, firstly, I realize that I suck at doing the life updates on my podcast. But I will say that my behind the scenes bubble, they get more of the life updates. I just like drop voice notes in there of like what I'm doing today, what's been happening. Like I had an amazing Halloween party. I've got my birthday party coming up and a New Year's Eve party. So I do like heaps of behind the scenes in that, how I make my charcuterie boards, the whole like behind the scenes setup, the whole day that happens of the party and everyone just loves it. So if you want more of that kind of like intimate behind the scenes stuff, like, and the raw footage rather than Instagram and Instagram stories, I would definitely join that. It's $10 a month and you feel like you just get more of my energy. So it's good. Anyway, so today we're talking about something that I'm really excited to talk about. Um, We're talking about not drinking. So in my behind the scenes bubble, I did a question thread for the ladies. Um, and they are, and like men could join this too. There's obviously some like female stuff in here, but it's generally pretty like general, like it's not just women or anything. Um, so if any men want to join, they can, but at the moment it's mostly women. We have a few men. Um, anyway, so I've dropped some questions in, but I will give you a bit of a life update. So, okay. It's November 2nd when I'm recording this, I feel like this is going to go out towards the end of November, beginning of December. So I don't know whether I will still be like this by then. I, I think I will be, but I would say that about at the beginning of October, I actually find the actual date. Hold on. I think it was like the beginning of October. Hold on. I went out. When was that? Okay. No, it was just before that. I think dinner. No, it was before that. Oh, maybe it was, was it this? No. Okay. I don't know how long it's been because I didn't like start consciously, but I went out with friends and okay. I wasn't drinking at his party, but it was before that. So I'm thinking it might've been, I'm thinking it might've been like Saturday, the 18th of September, or actually the week before that, like Saturday the 11th, possibly. Then I went to Marianne's. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was that weekend. I don't fucking know. Whatever. Point being is that I guess for like a month and a half, yeah, that'd be about right, a month and a half. Okay, so it's November 2nd for about the last month and a half. So if we listen to this like beginning of December, it will be like two and a half months. Um, I haven't had a drink. I'm not actually a big drinker naturally. I'll give you a bit of a backstory. So when I was like 17, 18, 19, maybe 20, I just fucking binge drink like as we all bloody did Um, because, you know, I wasn't allowed to. So I would do the opposite and rebel the fuck out of myself and end up in fucking gutters and my parents would have to pick me up. (laughs) My, My fucking, I remember one time, I don't really remember it to be honest, but I remember 
being told about it. Uh, I actually do remember one, I remember like split second moments of this night. And it was like, I think I probably this, this night I got like the most drunk I'd ever been, I think. Um, And I was, I think I was about, I think I would have been 17. Um, Yeah. And me and my friend, one of my best friends at the time, Lockie, we went to like a club or whatever on one Friday night after school. And I had this issue where on Friday nights after school, I'd be so exhausted from studying all week and working so hard at school that I would often have a headache um, from being so tired and just like overworked. Um, and I'd be so tired, but I would go out anyway because, you know, FOMO. Um, I would go out anyway to let my hair down. I wanted to be with friends. You know, you just want to like drink because the week's been fucking shit with school and I hated school. Um, so what would happen though, I was I would always have a terrible night. The night would always end badly because my headache would cause the alcohol to do like the wrong fucking thing to my body. I would end up just getting drunk so quickly and I would go downhill. I wasn't like my fun drunk self. Usually when I'm drunk, I'm like fucking loose cannon, like out of control, like in a fun way. Um, but when I'm really tired and I drink, it's like the opposite. I'm like, I just, I don't even know what happens. Anyway, beside the point, point being is I remember that night I didn't understand still the concept of like spirits and how they take like a little bit to kick in. Um, and I was still very like in that masculine hustle, like very, very fast pace. I was like 17. And I remember buying like one of those small bottles of Smirnoff vodka that has like 11 standard drinks in it or whatever. Um, anyway, and I remember drinking like literally half of it within, I don't know, 15 minutes. And I kept, I remember being like, oh, it's not working. It's not working. So I just kept drinking more of it, but it like, it had been like, I would have, I would drink it. And then it'd be like one minute later, it hasn't worked, drink more. And I had no self-control. So I didn't understand like the concept of fucking waiting anyway. So before I knew it, I was blind drunk, like blackout. I remember a split second of Lockie grabbing me in the club and like maybe like it's him taking me outside. And I literally was in the fucking gutter. Shame, but no shame. I was in the fucking gutter. And I remember him calling my dad being like, I'm so sorry, Oliver, but like, you need to pick up your daughter. And that's when I realized like, okay, me being tired and drinking is not a good mix. Anyway, beside the point. So we all had, we've all had our binge drinking days, at least most of us have. And I went hardcore 17, 18, 19. I don't really remember the year that I kind of stopped, but I drank a lot of my gap year as well. Um, when I was traveling, uh, when I was being, when I was a ski instructor, when I was, when I was training to be a ski instructor, I drank a lot. It's the culture, right? It's like a ski culture thing. Drank a lot. I was in a house with like 10 other guys. There was three women, 10 other, and I was one of three women, like 10 other dudes or something crazy. So it was just like this party house and it was really fun. Like I fucking loved it, but I drank a lot. Um, anyway, and I kind of stopped drinking when I moved to London for a little bit and traveled around Europe and everything, just because I didn't really have any friends there. I wasn't really going out. Um, and I wasn't really meeting people and I was kind of, um, my boyfriend at the time we met, um, being like training to be ski instructors. We lived in the same house together. And so our relationship was like three months of living together. And then we went a month long distance when I flew to London, he went to Mexico for a month anyway. And so it was just horrendous. Like I remember just being so fucking miserable, um, which is like obviously fair for when you go like a month, it's three months living together with somebody being together 24 seven. Like we would miss each other when we like weren't in the same ski group for training that day, but we'd see each other every morning, every night, like blah, blah, blah. Anyway. And, um, I mean, it's a great feeling, isn't it? It's beautiful, but it obviously is hard then when you're separated. Um, so 
I didn't drink for a while, I guess, um, in like 2015 is what I would probably, is what 2015? I think I graduated 2014, 2015, like second half of 2015, I didn't drink very much. And, um, I think for about a year or so, um, no. Okay. When I got, when I got back to Australia, I did drink a little bit. Um, I don't know what happened anyway. I like drank, I like, I was still drinking when I was like 20 or whatever. And then when I moved to Sydney, I think for about, I'm going to say a year, I don't think it was a year. I think it was probably like six months or eight months. I don't fucking know, but I didn't really drink or I just like would not drink very much at all. It'd be like once at a blue moon that I would drink. I wouldn't drink like going out to dinners or that kind of stuff. But if I was going to like a party or whatever, then I might have a drink, but it was never like, I, I wouldn't be getting like tipsy that often compared to like coming to New York. Anyway, um, I can't remember it that well. Point being is there was a year in Sydney or there was a period of time in Sydney where I didn't drink very much. Um, anyway, and I remember actually being really fucking uptight. And then one night, and, and when I, I will say when I was not drinking then, it was from like a scarcity health place. It was like a fear of drinking of what it could do to my body rather than like a, I am choosing to not drink from a place of love, if that makes sense. Like it was from a place of love, quote unquote, but also it was more so from this like overly healthy place, if that makes sense. Not like a balanced place. Um, anyway, and then one night I just kind of was like, fuck this and I let my hair down and I drank and I did an Instagram live the morning afterwards. I think it's still on my Instagram. The morning afterwards I'm in bed hungover and I was saying how drinking is good for your soul. And I do agree with that still. I still stand by that. And that's because like, sometimes you do need to just let your fucking hair down and be a human and go out and have a binge drinking night. Now that's not for everybody. This is just for people that like don't have addictive personalities for obvious reasons. Anyway, um, that like, you know, have self-control and can consciously choose to go and have a crazy night and then consciously also be like, no, I don't want to do that. These are the people that I'm talking to. So, because I also want to preface that like make, you know, there are people that do have addictive personality traits. And that's what, those are the people that struggle with alcoholism. And, you know, if you then say to someone that, struggles with, um, being addicted to alcohol, like, can't you just stop after two drinks or like just choose not to drink or like just have one drink. That's not, that's actually not possible for them. It's just not a part of their brain. Um, so this is like separate to that. I'm not saying that I'm sober. I'm not saying that I like, I'm never drinking again. That's not what this episode's about. I'm just like sharing my experience and I've got some great questions to answer about this. So anyway, long story short, I went on a binge drinking night. It was fantastic. Loved it. And then I started drinking again every, you know, once in a while. It wasn't consistent. It was like when I would be out, out, um, when I'd be at a party, blah, blah, blah. It still wouldn't often be like at dinner and stuff like that. But also because I wasn't really going, like living in Sydney, I was living by the beach. Like you don't really go to like fancy restaurants all the time and X, Y, and Z. And I just, at that point in my life, I wasn't really adulty where I would like enjoy a glass of rosé with my fish. It just like wasn't really a thing. Like it just didn't really occur to me. Anyway, long story short, when I moved to New York, I drank a little bit more, but still not very much in 2019 when I moved here and like on and off when I was here in 2019 at the beginning of 2020, I still didn't drink a shitload um, just because I hadn't really found my like group of people in New York. So I didn't have as many friends when I was living here in 2019. I don't know why. I just like didn't. (laughs) Lol. It's funny, right? I've got so many friends now, even though it's like COVID time and it's like harder to make friends. Um, Whatever. I'm 
that was fine. And then I moved to London in 2020 during the pandemic. Um, and obviously it was lockdown. So I rarely drank. I had a few nights where I drank, um, because I'd have like a friend over or whatever. Um, or like the occasional times where like we were out of lockdown or like when I traveled a little bit, glass of wine, whatever. When I went to Paris that weekend, oh my God, that was the fucking best weekend. We drank a lot when we were there and like we had a few fun, like fun, loose nights. Don't regret that at all. Do not regret drinking whatsoever. I will go back to drinking. Anyway, came to New York in April and I have like drunk so fucking much. Like I have never in my life had like, you know, four or five nights sometimes where I'd be drinking. Now this isn't to say I'd be drunk every night, but the problem for me is that I am very sensitive and um, I'm a lightweight. So what that would mean is literally one margarita and I am tipsy. I am like, will forget moments of the night, literally. Um, very, very sensitive and I black out quite quickly. That doesn't mean that I black out and I'm a messy drunk. I just mean that like, I don't remember things quite quickly um, when I'm drinking. Anyway, um, so yeah, there was t- like, I was just going out a lot in New York and I still, I'm not as going out as much as I was in summer, which I'm kind of liking. Um, it's that fall season. But when I came here in April, it was just like really about being social, making friends. And I wanted to drink. I wanted to have wine with dinner. It was like, fuck, I've been in COVID for so long. I was really, really enjoying it. I do not regret drinking the way that I did. I do not regret any of that whatsoever. Um, It was just kind of, it's also the culture. And, you know, if you're going out with a group of friends and everyone's having a second cocktail, you're like, okay, fine, fuck it, I'll have a second cocktail. Because like, frankly, I don't want to pay for everybody else's second cocktail because if we when we split the bill and I've only paid one. And also if everyone else is going to have another one, like then like, oh, whatever, I'll have another one. Um, And it wasn't like, I didn't feel like it was affecting me that much in terms of like my mood or like my work or like my intuition or anything like that. I actually find sometimes that alcohol, especially living in a really, really fast paced city, and this is why so many people here drink, I would say, is that I sometimes actually needed it to relax because, um, because the days would just be so intense. And I just, I find the heat so aggravating that I would like get so frustrated during the day. And I would actually need, when I would go out for dinner, I'd be like, yeah, I need a fucking margarita stat because I would just need something to calm me down. Um, and, but there was also a lot going on in my life. Like I had moved across the world. I was trying to set up this fucking apartment. I was like working full time on my business, plus trying to train a new employee, plus trying to do all this interior design stuff with my interior designer for my apartment. I mean, that fucking, this interior design job, it literally was a whole other fucking job. Like I was just exhausted trying to be social, meet people, like, you know, make friends, blah, blah, blah. Like put my social life as a priority, plan parties, like the whole fucking shebang. Anyway, so when I would be going out with drinks, everyone here drinks. So like, it's just normal to have wine with dinner every night. It's just normal to have cocktails and and whatnot. Um, and like I said, I'm a lightweight. So when I have one drink, I can't then go home like everybody else can and do a little bit of work before you go to bed. I am like tip fucking C by the time I get home. So anyway, long story short, um, to be honest, I didn't really realize how much it was actually contributing to like me being homesick and stuff. I, I, I'm, I feel like I'm painting it like I was fucking depressed. I honestly was totally fine. But now not drinking, I realize that I do feel a lot better and clearer. Like I will say that. So I'll get into that. So one weekend, it wasn't even intentional. I was just out. I can't remember what the fucking weekend was, to be honest. But I was out with my friend Nick and... 
I don't know where we were. I think we went to like Soho Grand or something or other. And it was one of those situations where the vibe was just so fucking good that I didn't need a drink. And like, I just couldn't be bothered. Like I was just like, I don't need a fucking drink. I'll get a glass of water. Let's just go dance. Like I just, we weren't at a bar where it's like you're sitting down and you need a drink in your hand. Like it was just not that kind of situation. So I just didn't drink. And I wasn't even like trying to not drink. I was just kind of like, no, I don't need one. Like, no, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. Um, And we were just having an amazing time. And I'm pretty sure I was out till like 4 a.m. or something that night. And then on, uh, yeah, and then I don't know what happened from that weekend onwards. After that weekend, it was just like a reminder of like, God, it feels so good to be waking up on Sunday morning or Saturday morning or whatever fucking morning it was and not be hungover and have the whole day to like do shit and be productive and not be feeling so blur all the time. Then obviously that whole entire week, I tried to not drink as well and I didn't. And then that next weekend, I maybe I didn't go out that weekend or I had something else on. So I like wasn't really, I wasn't drinking. So I didn't drink the next weekend and it's just continued essentially where for the last few months, since like the, towards the end of September ish, I haven't drunk. And I've been in situations where like drinking is like recommended, we'll say, or everybody else is drinking. But I've just kind of said no, because the moment, like the motivation um, or the momentum that you get from feeling this good and not waking up hungover, like that's what keep, gives them, that's what keeps you going with the momentum. So you keep saying no to things. And like, yeah, people comment like, why aren't you drinking? Or like, what the fuck? Just have one drink. That's one drink, one drink. And I'm just like, no, like I just stand in my truth and I like, don't give a fuck what people think about me. But I will say like, none of my friends are like judging me. It's just like people that I meet out, like, why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you drinking? Or like, some girls that I meet at like a party or whatever will be like, why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you drinking? And I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up. I don't give, like, I don't care what you have to, th- what you have to say about me. Like, I literally don't give two fucks. Um, but, and obviously like some of my friends are like, oh, come on one drink. And I'm just like, no. And then I'm like, okay. Like they realize that I'm like kind of being serious about it. And I'm just like, oh, they'll ask me like, why aren't you drinking? And I'll just be like, honestly, I feel so fucking good. And most people are like, God, I wish I could do that. Like most people like are inspired by this, if that makes sense. So Ladies, sorry, not for the gentlemen. I want to remind you that if you have shitty fucking periods, bad cycles, skin issues, hormonal imbalances, hair falling out, sore boobs, bloating, whatever the situation is that you notice that happens as a result of your hormones, so especially cyclically with your cycle, I highly, highly recommend that you join your perfect period. Um, It will help you to clear up any PMS and any symptoms that you have. Literally, in the modules, I go through every fucking PMS symptom, exactly why it's happening, and then what to do to fix it. So let's say, for example, like you have skin issues. Like, okay, these are all the reasons that you can have acne. These are all the reasons um, why they're happening, and like what's actually going on in your body to cause this flare up. And then these are all the things for you to be doing to then clear it up. So, it is three two-hour modules. So, what's that? two, four, six, six, six hours of content altogether. I think it's even actually a little bit more than that. Um, and it will help you to fully understand your cycle in a way that is so empowering and also to be able to fix any hormonal issues. You are going to feel like no matter what happens in your cycle from now on, you can fix it. You can fix it naturally and you can fix the root of it rather than just slapping a bandaid on it with like a drug or going on the pill or being on the IUD or X, Y, and Z. So it's important that obviously for this program that you are off hormonal birth control. And if you are wanting to come off hormonal birth control, then I highly recommend that you join my coming off hormonal birth control masterclass um, because that is going to make sure that you don't have a huge rebound effect of your hormones when you come off your birth control. 
yeah, that's kind of a little update. And for my Halloween party that I had, I didn't drink that night either. And overall, I've just felt like a lot more, uh, my sleep has been better. I've noticed that um, my um, my skin has been a lot better. I didn't realize. So in New York, obviously you have a lot of extra things that are like putting stress on your body. You've got the pollution, you have this high stress environment, you have the constant noise, which is quite, um, dysregulating to your nervous system. You have the go, go, go kind of hustle mentality, the traffic, like all of these kind of things, like the lack of nature, um, there's a lot of pressure on your body already. And I didn't quite realize, and that, you know, with work and being away from my family and like new environments and like two dogs and blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't quite realize that for me, the constant drinking, like the reoccurring frequency of the drinking was the straw that broke the camel's back. And since just cutting back and not doing it, like my mood has been better. My eyes, my the whites of my eyes are a lot whiter. They were never really like red all the time, but they are a lot whiter again. Um, my skin has really like cleared up a lot. I was struggling a little bit with like just some congestion in my skin. And it's, it's honestly like a lot of the pollution. Like sometimes you come home and I'll look at my skin and like, you, cause you got makeup on or even if you had like moisturizer on the same thing would happen, you literally have like dirt on your face because it's like blowing around in the air. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I was struggling a little bit with like congestion as well, just in my pores. I would just notice that my pores would just look a bit congested and that's really cleared up. Um, anyway, so yeah. And also I've noticed that I'm not homesick on the weekends. Um, sometimes what would happen, I've talked about on my Instagram before, it's not all the time, but on gloomy days where it's not really, really sunny and I can lie outside in the sun and tan, I would be really fucking homesick. And obviously it's going into fall and winter and I was quite worried about it, to be honest. I was worried that I was going to get really, really homesick with the cold, um, and whatnot. And I mean, I love the cold, but just like, just because I can't lay outside in the sun and like read my book and pretend that I'm in fucking like, I don't know, Hawaii. Um, so I like, you know, we all know that like when you lie in the sun, you feel 20 million times better. You obviously if it's freezing fucking cold outside. You'll lie in the sun for a little bit, but not fucking naked. It's like with 10 coats on anyway. So I was a little bit nervous about that, but we've had plenty of gloomy days and I haven't felt homesick at all. So I felt like my emotions have been a lot more stable and I really, and I'm going to be talking about this in this like dating masterclass series thing that I'm going to do in Jan. I have really noticed the effect of alcohol on my hormones of dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin when I am with men, um, which has been very, very interesting. And like going out, relationships, dating, all that jazz, very, very interesting how my, how cutting out alcohol has actually helped that. So I'm going to be talking about that and the, um, the kind of like science behind it and why it helps in that masterclass series that I would highly recommend for, for you guys to join. Anyway, let's jump into questions. Okay. So question number one, and these are the, from the ladies in my behind the scenes bubble. So if you want to be able to ask me questions on my podcast, this is where to go. So Alicia has asked, would you, how would you say that you, how would you say you stay high vibe slash maintain your energy throughout the night? So firstly, like, yeah, I do get a little bit more tired, um, earlier in the night. Um, 
But to be honest, for me, no matter whether I'm drinking or whether I'm not drinking, it's all about the music. It's about the people that I'm with, the environment that I'm in in and the music. I can be at a club with like, this even happened like, I don't know, a couple months ago, I was at a club with some friends. I'm not really like a club person anymore. And like the music was like that doof doof. Like, I don't even know what it's fucking called music. Just like, you can't sing to it. It's not fucking like ABBA and like dancing vibes. It's just like not my thing. Anyway, and, um, and I was just so fucking bored. I wanted to go home. I had a few drinks anyway. And I was just so bored, wanted to go home, like not a fucking vibe. And it doesn't matter whether I'm drinking or not. Like if there's bad music, I am like, no, I've been to plenty of parties, plenty of events where the music is not my vibe and I'm drinking and I'm like, this is so fucking boring. I want to go home. Um, and then I've been to plenty of events and parties where the music is so good. I'm not drinking and I want to stay out till 4am. There have been lots of weekends since me not drinking where I'm literally out till 4am. The other weekend, I like texted my mom at like four about some fucking carpet. She's like, why are you texting me at four o'clock? And like, you're texting me like work messages. Cause she's my interior designer. You're texting me like work messages. Oh shit. I need to pay her. Fuck. I just realized I haven't done that. Um, lol. Pay mom. Hold on a second. Pay. Oh, that pen's not working. Um, like I'm like ready to go at 3am. Um, so for me, it's all about music. It's about like how I'm feeling. Obviously if in my, my luteal phase or my period, then different story. Um, it's about how I'm feeling that day in my body. It's actually so separated from alcohol because I can be feeling ugh that day, drink a fuck ton and I won't be in a vibe and I can be feeling amazing that day, drink nothing and I'll be in a fucking vibe. So honestly, the alcohol has nothing to do with it, to be honest. It's really about the music. Like even at my Halloween party, if you guys saw the videos and I'll make a highlight. So if you haven't seen them, you can go back and look at the highlight. I was like crazy wild. People would have, people were like, what, you're sober, Monica? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm not drinking. And it's like the music, it's the people, it's my friends, it's the costume that I'm wearing, it's the environment that I'm in. Those things are what influence it for me. Um, Okay. Next question from GTAB. How do you manage not feeling left out when everyone is shit-faced off their heads drunk and you're not? Honestly, I find it fucking hilarious. The amount of videos that I have been able to obtain and just fucking crack myself up with um, from my friends just doing the dumbest shit. I'm just entertained. I am the fucking friend that is in hysterics, literally filming everybody because I am just, I'm just being so entertained. So I just see it as entertainment now. Um, And also my friends, generally speaking, aren't shit-faced. They are, all of my friends are older than me. Um, And uh, well, I've got one friend that isn't older than me. Sometimes she can be shit-faced. But all of my other friends that that I hang out with a lot are older than me and they don't get to that point where they're shit-faced and like I'm not and I feel uncomfortable. And maybe if that's happened, it's like once in the blue moon, but it hasn't happened in the last couple months. Um, Okay, Ocean, do you have any tips for relaxing and enjoying your events? I find I focus on checking drinks, food, music, vibe. Oh, that was about my party. I guess I can answer this. Um... Everything is so well set up beforehand that I don't really have to monitor that. And I have my personal assistant with me. I had a bartender. I had a security at my Halloween party and a DJ. So I don't really have to monitor that stuff. If I ever feel like people are getting a little bit separated, I'll do a little like speech to bring everybody together. Um, Like a 10 second little thing. But I really set the party up so that doesn't happen. Um, Okay. Next question. Um... Okay, hold on a second. Next thing. Here we go. 
Um, okay. So during your party and when you go out, what do you drink instead? So I love seed lip, um, which actually a lot of bars in New York have, a lot of bars have also gotten really good at making like soury, like not sweet, essentially no sugar mocktails. So I'll get a mocktail. One of my favorite restaurants in New York does cocktails with seed lip. Seed lip, you've probably seen me posted about it on my Instagram before. It's a non-alcoholic gin. Um, so it's basically they stop the fermentation process before it turns alcoholic. So it's made from botanicals. It honestly tastes like alcohol. Like I did a shot of it at my Halloween party and I'm like, my face was the exact same as if I um, was doing a shot of tequila or gin or whatever. Um do you actually take shots of gin? I don't think you do. Um, anyway, so I, at my Halloween party, for example, I make these cocktails um, or mocktails, I guess, where it's like grapefruit, rosemary, soda water, ice, and this seed lip. And you put it in like a cocktail shaker thing, drain it over, like put it in a martini glass or just put it in like a cup or whatever. So I was literally just drinking soda water, grapefruit juice, rosemary, and the seed lip. And then when I'm out at a bar, I just get soda water and lime and nobody fucking knows the difference when you're standing there talking to them. People think they're drinking soda water and tequila. That's it. And then if you... Um, like if, 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 if ever you're in that situation where you kind of met someone and they're like, can I buy you a drink? I'm like, yeah. And like, what do you want? I'm like, just a like soda water and lime. They're like, oh, come on. Like, don't you want like a shot of tequila? And be like, nah, I will literally just fake it. I'll just be like, nah, I'm like, I've had enough for tonight. Just some water would be great. Um, so either like, depending on the situation, I'll just pretend that I'm like, oh my God, I'm so drunk. Like, I don't give a fuck what they think. Um, or I will just be like, no, I'm not drinking tonight. Just read the room essentially. Um, okay. How do you, this is from Liv. That question is from Anna. Liv, how do you deal with conversation when people are drunk? I find it kind of hard or find it easier to stay home as socializing with drunk people can feel extra hard as an introvert. Again, I see it as entertainment. I mean, I am an extrovert, but I, I always have this mentality also, ladies and gentlemen, that when I'm out, um, even if I'm like, oh, I don't want to go out. Like I just feel like being a fucking introvert tonight, whatever. And just being in my little hermit and staying at home. I am very big on integrity, like fucking number one thing. So if I said to someone, I'm going to their party, even if I'm there for 10 fucking minutes, I'm going like, even after my Halloween party, the DJ, he plays it so grand. And, um, and he asked if I wanted to go, after the party and I sold him earlier in the week. It's a maybe. I didn't want to say yes, not show up. And he was like really grateful that I was respecting that and X, Y, and Z. The night of the, the night of the party, I said like, yep, yeah, let's like, I'll be there. Now by fucking midnight or 1230 when everybody left my apartment, my fucking feet were broken. I was exhausted, but I said that I was going. So I was like, we are fucking going. And we literally went for seven minutes and then came home <laughs> seven minutes because to me, it's about like the going. So Live. I would be going because you can always leave. You, you you will always wonder, could I have had fun? But at least if you go and it's like, this is shit, that's cool. Then you can leave after 10 minutes or an hour or two hours or whatever. Also, I think that a lot of people worry, like, I don't know your friends, but like, I can hold a conversation with someone that's had a few drinks. Now, if someone is blackout drunk, slurring their words, then no, I can't hold a conversation with them, obviously. But even if I was drunk, I wouldn't be able to have a conversation with them because they're blackout, like slurring their words. So my friends that I go out with, like, yeah, they get a bit tipsy. They get, they can get drunk and they cannot remember things, but maybe it's a New York thing. I think it's just more of a maturity and adult thing. They can still like speak. Now, also, 
when they're getting drunk, we're not sitting in a fucking restaurant trying to have a conversation. We're dancing. We're at a bar. We're at a party. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's not really an environment where you're going to have a deep, deep in meaningful anyway. So that's kind of an overthinking situation where you're overthinking how much you're going to be talking to someone when the reality is, is you're not really going to be talking to them very much. Um, so you don't need to be able to hold a deep conversation and the conversation that you will be having, they should be able to hold. Is they're blackout drunk? That's a different story. But most people are not going to be getting blackout drunk that you're with, if that makes sense. Um, how do you differentiate between allowing yourself to have a drink when it is good for you versus sabotaging your own boundaries? So right now, I'm just kind of like in my moments of not drinking because I'm really enjoying it. So like, if someone's kind of pressuring me into having a drink or like, come on, like you've been organized this whole party. You deserve to like let your hair down. I'm like, I really am having so much fun. Like people sometimes worry, like, are you not like, I want you to have fun. Like you've planned all this. You've got so much effort. I want you to let your hair down. It's like, no, no, I'm having fun. And it's kind of an explanation to them. They're not trying to be mean or peer pressure me. It's actually just explaining to them and being really firm. Of like, I'm not drinking. I am having fun. I promise you. Thank you for looking after me. Thank you for caring about like me having fun. Now, back before I like hadn't, I like stopped drinking for a bit. There'd be times where I didn't want to drink and I would like stick to that or I wouldn't drink. Um, and it would, for me, it's about not abandoning your own desires and your, and yourself. So if I had a big event the next day, or I'd have to get up early or, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, I got a photo shoot coming up or I've got an upset tummy or I'm feeling a little bit sick and run down, whatever the situation is, then I wouldn't drink because that would just be sabotaging my health or me waking up early in the morning. And that, I'm very good at boundaries. That's about just having discipline within yourself, right? And then the drinking when it feels good. I have a I made a rule up for myself years ago with drinking, and it's that if I'm already having fun, I'll drink. If I'm not having fun, I don't drink. So if I'm out and I'm like, this is fucking shit, I will not drink. Even when I even before I stop drinking for my little phase that I'm in. Um, and this will be this will continue through the rest of my life. If I'm in a situation where the vibe is not a vibe, I will not drink. Because to me, it's a waste of my liver. It's a waste of my fucking liver. And it's a waste of, you know, my body having to process that stuff. Um, but if it's really fun, I will then drink. A lot of people they drink to make shit fun. And I'm like, no, no, no. It already has to be fun. And then I will drink to enhance and I will drink because it's part of the vibe, but I will not drink to make the fun, if that makes sense. Um, I want to know more. I don't know whether that answered your question, Kate. Hopefully it did. Rachel, I want to know more about how alcohol lowers your vibration. And if for some people it can be a tool for sabotaging your growth, depending on what frame of mind I'm in, it can be a bad choice for me. Also how to deal with social pressure if you're saying you're not drinking. Okay. So first part, like whether it alcohol lowers your vibration, depending on what frame of mind I'm in, it can be a bad choice for me. I second this. Definitely depending on my frame of mind will depend on the alcohol consumption. So I'll use a like recent example. The other month I'd been dating someone for a bit and um, like was falling in love, I would say. Like not would say, I was definitely falling in love. And um, anyway, it was kind of a bit heartbroken. And um, I went out with my friend uh, and he is a fucking hoot. Like he's a Gemini. We just get along so fucking well. And he's just like the best. So he was like, he like pulled me out of my fucking apartment and he's like, we're going. Now, if I was with anybody else that wasn't this massive vibe boost, I wouldn't have drunk. 
but I was with him. So I knew that we were going to make fun out of fucking nothing. So we had like three margaritas each. Um, and it was actually a really fucking amazing weekend. And it was just like, it really, I was like depressed on Friday and like amazing on Monday. Anyway. So in that situation, the drinking was a good choice. It allowed me to just kind of get out of my head a little bit and stop being a fucking mopey person. Um, and it was fun. I let my hair down. I let everything like, just, I relaxed, blah, blah, blah. And we had, I let, I let my inhibitions go and I wasn't thinking so much about everything. And we had an amazing night. Now there are other times where it would be like a really bad choice. Like if I was feeling really homesick that day, drinking would be a bad choice. If I wasn't with him, um, this friend in that situation, drinking would have been a bad choice. If I was out for dinner, let's say with friends and it was more of like a chill environment, drinking would have been a bad choice because I would have gotten like sad but we were in an environment where it was like a dance environment and I was with him. So I knew that it was going to be a good choice if that makes sense. So if I'm in a bad frame of mind, generally speaking, I won't drink because I know that it's going to put me down a bad path. And this is about you having that self-awareness within yourself because everyone's different. This is just for me. Okay. Um, but if I'm in a really good vibe, I know that drinking isn't going to hurt me. It's going to be totally fine, blah, blah, blah. So whether alcohol lowers your vibration, this is kind of what I was saying at the beginning of, I truly believe that alcohol can be good for your soul. It's not good for your liver, but it can be good for your soul. And what I mean by that is that alcohol can support you in, it's one way, not the only way, obviously, because that would just be silly for everybody. But alcohol a thousand percent can help you let your hair down. It can allow you to just let go and have fun for a night. It can take the weight off your shoulders for a little bit and just let you like fucking, you know, let down your hair and be wild for a bit. And that's fucking good for your soul. Like sometimes getting fucking drunk and being crazy with your friends is really good for your soul. So it just depends on what's happening in your life. And that comes with self-awareness. And then how to deal with social pressures if you say that you're not drinking. So if anyone's going to pressure me, I would tell them to fuck off. I wouldn't actually say to fuck off. I would just like disengage. I'd be like, look, you're not changing my mind. Like I'm not drinking. And this really comes from you standing very, very firmly in your truth. Now I'm not strict with myself. Like if I had a situation next weekend where I wanted to drink, I'd fuck a drink if I wanted to. The reason why I'm still not drinking is not because I'm like going for a certain amount of time where I have this like goal in mind. I'm just like, I just, I'm in this momentum of feeling good from not drinking. So I don't want to drink. Now I can already tell you it is very, very likely. I won't say hundred percent because I never know, but it's very, very likely that my birthday party that I'm having here, which will be big, I'm going to drink fucking champagne. Am I going to get blind drunk? Absolutely not. Cause I want to remember the night. Am I going to even have three drinks? Probably not because I want to remember the night and I want to look beautiful and not be too nice to everybody because I will, I will probably would agree that most people get too nice when we're drunk, right? We say yes, when we really mean no, we say you know, we, we, we do shit that when we're sober, we wouldn't fucking do. Um, and we can be too nice to people. So I will probably have one glass of champagne to celebrate myself. Um, and maybe, and, and then I will have like my seed lip martinis is what I'll have. But, um, yeah, because the momentum of feeling good, I'm just enjoying it at the moment, but I won't, I'm not gonna say that forever because like when I'm skiing, if I'm with a bunch of friends or something and we want to go have apres and it's a fucking vibe, I could get drunk. And it's, again, it's different. I'm not working. I'm really happy because I'm skiing. The mountain air means that you don't get as hungover, like blah, blah, blah. Like the cold air means that you also like that fucking cold air. If anyone's had it before, you can walk out of your apartment or out of your house when you're skiing, like dead hungover, like in a fucking coma, 
walk out, take one breath, boom, you're fucking fresh as a daisy. Um, anyway, so like, I don't, I'm not being strict with myself, but if someone is saying, if someone is pressuring me to drink because I'm saying I'm not drinking, that is their insecurity written all fucking over it. They feel insecure and triggered because you're not drinking. They're afraid probably that you're judging them. So sometimes if I sense that, I'll just be like, you guys can drink. I'm not judging you. I just don't want to drink. And don't make it a big deal. Like if someone asks like, oh my God, why are you drinking? You'd be like, I just haven't drunk for a few, like a few weeks and I'm really enjoying it. So I'm just not drinking. Like next, like I just blow it off. I honestly don't give a fuck. When you make something a big deal and you make it all serious, you make it all fucking serious and a big deal. I don't make it a big deal. Moving on, next, the end, right? And then people don't give a fuck about it. And honestly, no one even knows half the time because they're all fucking in their own bubble, in their own world and drunk. Okay. Do you make a decision before you go out and stick to it? Or do you ever allow yourself to change your mind? I think this is kind of what I was saying before, Sinead, of like, it, I can change my mind. Like I can go out and be like, oh, I'm not going to drink tonight. And then it's like so much fun and it's a vibe. And I'll be like, oh, fuck it. Give me a margarita. But I'm choosing that again because I'm having fun and it is a vibe. Not, oh my God, I'm bored. I'm going to have a margarita because like I want to wash away my fucking sorrows. Um, or maybe have you committed to a certain period of alcohol What's your reasoning behind these decisions? Thank you. Looking forward to this app. Okay. I feel like I've answered all those things. So I'll just recap. So I haven't committed to a certain period of no alcohol. I'm just going to like see where it flows. I will probably drink on my birthday and probably drink on New Year's Eve, but I'll probably have like one glass of champagne and then I'll have my seedlet martinis. For me, a lot of the drinking is not actually drinking because I'm so naturally confident and extroverted um, um, that I don't actually... Like some people need alcohol in a sense to just like loosen up a little bit, to be more confident, to be more open. I get that. I don't need that. So alcohol for me is honestly not really a tool for having fun because I honestly can have, I honestly often, and most people second this when I speak to them about it, I honestly have more fun when I'm sober. Um, So alcohol for me isn't actually like a fun tool. For me, it's actually the act of holding a glass. Even when I go to get a margarita, like this happens when I was drinking, I would get a margarita and I wouldn't want to drink it if it came in like a short glass, like a, like a scotch glass, let's say for example. So I would always ask for them to serve it up in a martini glass or in like a, you know, a cocktail glass, like up because I literally just want a fucking martini. I literally just want to hold a sexy glass, but I hate martinis. I literally just want to hold this fucking sexy glass. It's not about the alcohol majority of the time. Sometimes I do need a fucking drink, but a lot of the time it's actually just the act of holding something. And that's why I love these seed lip um, gin things because like I make them in my cocktail glass and I drink them fucking at home on my sofa with my sushi and I feel fancy as fuck. And it's not about the alcohol. It's about holding something. So even on my birthday and at my New Year's Eve party, a lot of it is literally just the act of holding a martini glass, holding a fancy fucking drink. I don't want to hold a cup. Like, fuck that. I want to hold a martini glass. I want to hold a champagne glass. I want to hold a big wine glass. That's what I want to hold. And honestly, there could be water in there. Wouldn't give a fuck. Um, but it's just about the glass. So hence I like to get mocktails or whatever in a fan. And where if someone, if I'm out and I'm like, can I get a mocktail? I'll again, ask them, can you please serve it in a martini glass? Because I literally just want the fucking glass. <laughs> That's all I want. Um, and yeah, the reasoning behind these decisions was just like, I fell into it and I realized how good I felt. And it's just like, I've just kept it up because the momentum, like my motivation is how good I've been feeling. And that gives you momentum. So you don't really want to stop. So yeah, that's that. Anyway, I hope this episode was really helpful to you guys. 
Um, I can always do a part two on this if you need. So just let me know, but yeah, get creative. Like even at Christmas or at new year's or whatever, or Thanksgiving, um, if you're wanting to like have a wine glass on the table, but you don't really want to drink wine, just make a syrup cocktail or put fucking soda water in there. Like it doesn't matter. A lot of the time it's literally the act of holding the glass, you know? Um, it's just like of a morning. Sometimes it's not actually about the coffee that you want to drink. It's the act of, sitting down and just drinking something warm and staring out the window is really what it's about. Um, so yeah, I hope this was helpful. Was there anything else that I wanted to mention? I don't think so. I really want Seedlip to fucking sponsor me or like do events with me because I love this shit. So if anybody has a contact, please hook me up. Um, and yeah, for those of you that are interested, I'm going to do this like masterclass series, like mini program thing at the end of January. Um, and it's going to be about like the biology of kind of dating and just understanding how our brains work in it, how to like not lose yourself or how not to get like swept up in it all. Um, just those struggles that a lot of us kind of find ourselves in when we're in that beginning stage of dating, where we're feeling a little bit insecure or a bit too attached or blah, blah, blah. Like, and a really big component is like, okay, so we don't want to emasculate them, but I also don't want to be like this, like woofy, not woofy fucking, Oh my God, what's that? Why did I say woofy? I don't want to be this like, I can't think of the word, like ditzy, fairy, feminine woman that's a doormat, um, allowing them to just like, you know, cancel plans all the time when I have to be just chill about it. Like, where's that happy medium? So I'm going to kind of be giving you guys all of that with the dating stuff. I'm not saying this is like how to find your husband. No, this is actually for you. This is like how to stay sane, how to stay in your own energy, how to just feel really strong and confident and not like stressed about dating. Cause I understand that dating can feel like exhausting and hard and just like, Oh, sometimes you're not doing it right. If it feels like that. Um, so, and we all can have different phases of dating. We can have the fun dating. We can have the dating for marriage. We can have the dating for whatever. Um, but, uh, having these tools will just help you to feel like a bit more grounded, cool, calm and collected going into these things. So anyway, I hope this episode was helpful for you guys and whatnot. Um, if you want to join Queen Alchemy or Baba or The Man, you can just send us an email so you can join those programs. Um, yeah, if you don't know what program to do, just send me a DM and ask me, tell me what you need help with and I can tell you the right program. And I will see you when I see you. 